Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley McManus, Senior Director of Global Marketing at Avactiva, a smart eye company. Welcome to the Human-Centric AI Podcast, where each episode we will interview a thought leader doing cutting-edge work in the AI space. A little bit about us. Affectiva is on a mission to humanize technology. Acquired by SmartEye in 2021, Affectiva created and defined the Emotion AI and Human Perception AI categories. Built on deep learning, computer vision, speech science, and massive amounts of real-world data, Affectiva's technology can detect nuanced human emotions, complex cognitive states, activities, interactions, and objects people use. For over 20 years, SmartEye has developed AI in the form of eye-tracking technology that understands, supports, and predicts a person's intentions and actions. By carefully studying eye, facial, and head movement, our technology can draw conclusions about a person's awareness and mental state. Our eye tracking technology is providing new insights for research within aerospace, aviation, neuroscience, and more. Today's episode features Dougal Hawes, the managing director of Smartbox. Smartbox was formed out of sensory software in 2006 and has grown to become a leading global provider of alternative communication systems to people with disabilities. Dougal has been involved in assistive technology for nearly 20 years, having joined family business sensory software back in 2004. Dougal and I discussed the launch of Smartbox's new product, Lumini. Lumini is powered by SmartEye eye tracking technology, and this new assistive communication solution helps people with disabilities communicate using just their eye movements. Let's listen in to learn more. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining. With me today, I have Dougal Hawes, Managing Director of Smartbox. Dougal, thank you so much for making the time to speak with me today. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So let's start with your background. What has your career path been to Smartbox? Uh, yeah, well, good question. So I, I actually grew up in a, uh, a house that was, uh, well, I was always surrounded by assistive technology. Okay. So that is a technology that helps people with disabilities to do things that everyone else takes for granted. So whether that is um, to access a computer or to try and operate things around their home, or, uh, or to communicate. So I, I grew up in that environment. Um, and then by the time I finished university, my parents had just started a new business called Sensory Software, uh, which developed software uh, that enabled disabled people uh, to communicate via a Windows tablet. Mm -hmm. So I joined this business back in 2004. Uh, and my career has kind of winded along a path, uh, meandered a little, um, but taken me to a point where now we have uh, a new business, which is called Smartbox. Mm -hmm. uh, my family have all since left the business and now I'm manager director. Very cool. Great. So now we're, that we're on the Smartbox topic, what is the pitch? Why would someone buy it and use it? So Smartbox uh, as a business, we, we exist to help people with disabilities to communicate and to live more independent lives. So our technology is highly adaptable to suit the needs of an individual. Mm -hmm. um, we work with consumer technology, like an iPad or a Windows tablet, yep. but we also create quite specialist and bespoke technology. Uh, and we combine them as required uh, for, as I said, the, the needs of that individual. Awesome. So recently you put out a press release announcing your product Lumini with eye tracking partner SmartEye. So for those who haven't seen it yet, can you break down what the announcement entailed? Yeah, absolutely. So if you just to try and imagine uh, the products we, we create and that we sell, yeah. it's essentially a tablet computer that will 
more often than not, be mounted in front of an individual on their wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And so the people that we uh, create products for, in, in many cases, not only do they not have the ability to speak, but they also cannot operate that device uh, in the in the conventional way. So, so to use a touchscreen might be impossible. You know, they don't have the accuracy yeah. uh, or the control uh, of their hands and their arms to do that. So one of the key technologies we use is something called uh, eye gaze or eye tracking. So what that does is it enables you to look at a particular target on the screen. And when you look at it, uh, for a certain amount of time, it makes a selection and it will uh, you know, perhaps say that word or phrase or add that letter to uh, a sentence bar so you can build something that is unique that you want to say. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have partnered with SmartEye. We've done a, uh, an amazing development project with them. We, we identified that they had some really incredible eye tracking technology and we wanted to bring that to the assistive technology space. So uh, yeah, we've been doing this development with alongside them. Uh, and now we have a new product called Lumini, mm -hmm. and that sits underneath one of our communication devices and enables you to uh, communicate just by looking at these targets on the screen. Very cool. So you've already headed into my next question, but um, so what does Lumini do and how does it work? Maybe you could touch a little bit about uh, what makes it different. Yeah, sure. So if you if you imagine then what is on the screen, uh, it, that will depend on the individual that's using it. So broadly speaking, there are two major groups that we, we can think about. One is people who have acquired a disability later in life. So maybe they've had uh, an accident yep. or they've got an illness that means that they are now unable to speak. But it could well be the case that, you know, cognitively, there is really not that much impact, if any, and they still want to carry on doing everything as they did before. So they will be uh, looking to use their device for communication. They want that communication to be as efficient as possible. They also want to do things like access the computer to control uh, different software, to carry on living an independent life. So the sorts of features that Luminae bring for that user group, um, it can be used uh, outdoors, which is an amazing feature because a lot of traditional eye tracking technology could only be used indoors because of the, um, the, the sensitivity to infrared light from the sun. But Luminae uh, and SmartEye technology can be used outdoors. Cool. Um, it also is very accurate. So you can use a combination of the Luminae tracker and our grid software, and you can zoom in and click on literally a, the exact pixel you want to on the screen. So when you're you know, building an Excel spreadsheet, for example, mm -hmm. you need that really high degree of accuracy. Right. So I now I've described the second broad <laughs> user group that we have. So if you imagine then a child being born with a disability, mm -hmm. the challenges are dramatically different. Mm -hmm. So fundamentally, uh, you want to help, you know, our purpose is to help people communicate. But of course, you're not born with language and you're not born with literacy. So one of the things that we uh, also specialize in is creating symbolized models of language um, that enable people to communicate and build those literacy skills. So the sorts of features we needed for Lumini for, for those user groups, uh, we needed the technology to be really forgiving. We were people with all kinds of eye conditions so we need it to be able to cope with those and still be able to identify exactly where somebody is looking on a screen. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
it has to have a very good quick response time. So if you imagine a young child is looking at things on the screen and as they look, it then speaks aloud and they get a wonderful moment and then they're looking around them in the room to see the response of those that are listening or they're talking to. You know, children will look for your eyes all the time. So they're looking away and then they're looking back at the screen and it just needs to be able to respond really quickly. Mm -hmm. And that also has an impact if someone has a lot of involuntary movement and you know, they want to, they, they, they cannot help but move their head a lot as, they, as they're trying to control the device. So they need something that can be very forgiving of lots of movement uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, looking in different directions. And so Loom and I brought w- w- to us a very accurate and high-performing eye tracker. Awesome. So that was a great overview of who the the products are intended for. And I'm always really curious and interested in hearing about, you know, the real people that could be impacted through this really life-changing application. So do you have any user stories you could share or like how people are using it, what they like about it, what they're excited to be able to do, anything like that? Yeah, sure. So I mean, it's early days because we've just launched the product. Right. Um, We've done a lot of user testing along the way. And now we're starting to supply uh, to, to end users, which is fantastic. But I, but I can give you a good anecdote. Um, when uh, we first introduced iGaze technology, so we've been using this type of technology since about 2006. And I remember going to see a family where it was quite a young, relatively young man who was early 30s and he had a young child and he'd been diagnosed with ALS. So, you know, this is a condition which uh, essentially had had meant for him that he had lost the ability to control his arms and legs. He had limited head movement and his speech was very weak. Uh, I couldn't really understand him, but his wife could. Uh, So it's a very challenging situation, of course. And I went to see the family and we tried eye tracking technology and to be quite honest with you, he wasn't particularly motivated or excited about using it. Um, but we went through the steps and we took it uh, slowly. And, you know, to, to use it, you have to do something called a calibration and you watch this dot go around the screen and it learns your eyes. And we started getting some good results from that. And he was able to select things from the screen. He he was you know, pleased about this. But again, his his wife could still understand him. So he felt like the communication element wasn't going to be the big the big life changing uh, or the big the big um, win for him, mm-hmm. um, but then we looked at computer access, and and that's where I always think a phrase like computer access doesn't do justice to what it means to the individual. Right. Yeah. So so what we did was his wife actually gone out of the room, and we went on to uh, Amazon, and it was coming up to Christmas, and so we then started talking. Oh, you know, you could go on to Amazon and buy Christmas presents. Yeah. That's and awesome. so this was a, you know, a, a real, it was an amazing moment because it meant so much to him and where he was up to with the progression of, of, of his condition. Mm-hmm. Um, and he emailed me a few weeks later saying he'd done just that. He'd bought his wife uh, and his children Christmas present. They had no idea he had done it. And he was you know writing to thank me for that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. And then he had, um, he'd also uh, started doing the weekly shop. So, um, you know, using one of the supermarket websites, ordering things. And, and I think it just started to build back his independence that he had lost. So 
you know, that's that's what the technology can do for people. It really can have a profound impact on, on people's lives. That's awesome. So while we're on that subject, how can someone try it or where can they get it? Yeah, so so Smartbox, um, we, we're a UK-based company, yeah. and we but we have an international footprint. So we so we sell directly in the UK and we sell directly in the US. Okay. Uh, so both the, if you're in either of those locations, you can you know, Google Smartbox and, and you'll find us. And um, and you get in contact with the team and we can look at arranging uh, you know a product trial. Um, for people in other parts of the world, we have a we have a network of resellers, um, and we the, the products are translated into over thirty languages. So we we're selling this uh, our, our solutions in kind of every corner of the world. Awesome. So I want to go a little bit more technical with you. So let's start with the process of building Lumini. Can you talk a little bit more about maybe the collaboration between SmartEye and SmartBox? Yeah, sure. So you know. What we what we did, our starting point was we scoured the wider eye tracking space to find the best technology. We wanted to bring a new technology into into assistive technology. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that's when we identified SmartEye. So then we approached them and we started a collaboration process. You know, it was quite quick for us to evaluate the core performance of the of the eye tracker, and yep. we could see that it was highly accurate and it worked well with lots of different eyes we were put in front of it. So we felt immediately very enthused by the potential. The next step we we needed to undertake was we had to integrate it into our software. So we have a a platform called uh, Grid, which I mentioned earlier. So we had to take their API and integrate, uh, you know, the the underlying technology from SmartEye into Grid. Um, We also needed to integrate the hardware into a, a mechanical enclosure that would then fit with our um our grid pad which is our own tablet device so we did those things but then where the project really got exciting and interesting was when we were able to say okay and what else do we want this tracker to do and that's when we started looking at things like the outdoor tracking mm-hmm. and another thing that was developed um on the smart eye side was the ability to cope with glasses that have different coatings so one thing that's becoming increasingly common is that glasses have anti-glare or yeah. anti-scratch coatings yep yep and that can really affect the way the light uh is received by the um the the camera on the eye tracker anyway so they they created new algorithms to help cope with that better okay. and so that's given us a really unique, uh, additional feature in the software that will benefit more people and enable more people to use it. Awesome. So cool. So what are your kind of metrics for success or what kind of goals are you shooting for now that we've, you know, kind of announced this big, this Lumini uh, process? Yeah. So, I mean, how we will measure the success of Lumini, I mean, ultimately what, what we're all about as a, as a company is helping people become successful communicators and enabling them to participate in life. So we have various measures uh, in place to to see that uh, the people that use our technology are succeeding with it. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, we want more people to be successful as a result of the technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, But we're in a really privileged position in that we're able to combine a really strong purpose as a business. That's very clear. But we're also a successful commercial entity. Mm -hmm. So we'll also be looking at how we can 
you know, through the, the new technology we've built with SmartEye, through our Lumini tracker, reach more people, uh, hopefully have more people choose a smart box uh, communication device. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing is also to choose and be able to use eye tracking as an access method because there are other ways, other, well, other ways you can operate your device, other types of alternative access. And, uh, and but one of the great things about eye tracking is it's so quick because yeah. it just, you do it with a quick, a quick glance. Um, and, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you look at a target on the screen and then you look for a certain amount of time and it makes a selection. So that's, that's called a, a dwell click or a dwell selection. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and that's how you differentiate between, you know, just looking on the screen and actually doing something intentionally. Right. When people get used to the technology, they can reduce that time, sometimes to as little as 0.3 or 0.4 of a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in our world, that that's very quick and that could dramatically improve the rate at which you can communicate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because that was one of the things I was wondering about, like if someone accidentally glances for too long like how do you go back but if you have the dwell factor that kind of builds in for that that's interesting yeah yeah i mean they, they, you you have things like a backspace or an undo button yeah because sometimes it does happen um or there are there are other ways you can confirm your selection so if you imagine there's a, a you know square on your screen and you look at it mm-hmm. um it will put a, a, a marker on that screen and you can then choose uh to make the selection with a separate button. That's quite common as well. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, for the future, you know, which, which features of Smartbox's applications and products are you most excited about? For the future? I mean, <laughs> that's a good question. I think one of the most exciting things with Luminite is something I'll go back to, and that is the outdoor tracking. Yep. So it's it's just been a huge problem with eye tracking historically that we've got this amazing way to enable people to access their device and I remember when this first came online and and we first got to see this technology and what a incredible impact it had uh, on on people that needed alternative communication Mm -hmm. but it was always a massive problem with it that you couldn't take it outside so it was like you could only communicate indoors you imagine that's a major drawback or or sometimes even you know not in the conservatory you have to close the window so the fact it performs so well in bright light. I mean, we found that it's only when you get to a point that you can't even see the screen because the sun is so bright and shining right. directly on it, right. that it stops working. So it's, you know, that is one of its huge strengths as a as, a, as an eye tracker. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I, I thought of a question while you were first introducing yourself, and maybe it's too personal, but I was wondering, you said you grew up in an, an assistive technology home. Uh, could you share your your story and, and are the products that you're developing solving the challenges that you grew up seeing? Yeah, so I, I that's a good point. I didn't really expand on that. So it wasn't that we had anyone in our family that needed assistive technology okay. or any relatives or any friends particularly. The, the story began actually um, when my sister was born and my dad was in the hospital and uh, on, the, on the bed next door in the, in the ward, um, there was a guy who uh, created telephones for deaf people. So this was before the days of mobile phones, before yeah. the days of text messaging. And essentially what they were doing then was using a, a very early form of text, text messaging to enable deaf people to communicate via the telephone. Oh, cool. 
So the guy had made the product and my dad got involved because he did leather work and they needed a case for it. And so he started making the, the cases um, and he just got into it. And so, so my experience is then growing up as a child where you know he spent most of his career working for a charity that did this kind of work. Um, and often he worked from home and often people with different disabilities would come to home and I would meet them, you know, when I came back from school. So it was just always around us in that way, I guess. That's so cool. And that's so funny. So your, your mother was having a baby and just happened to be next door to someone who was building this tech. That's so amazing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just a, a series of coincidences. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Okay, cool. So, so bringing it uh, back to Smartbox, um, what is the next step? What does the future look like? Is there something else that you're excited that's on the roadmap to to build? Yeah, I mean, I think that from a technology perspective, as you can imagine, the the landscape is constantly changing. New yeah. technology is just being developed at such a rate, and more and more now we're seeing mainstream uh, technology providers. Microsoft, Apple being, you know, two great examples of this, really prioritizing um, accessibility um, and and from, you know, from the core product design, which is amazing for our user group. Mm -hmm. But I think actually the next major challenge for us now as a company and as an industry is to make a communication aid, an alternative communication, something that people are, are familiar with and they know what it is and they understand it and they know how to communicate effectively with people that use this type of communication. You know, all around us, we see people using things like hearing aids or yeah. walking sticks or, or all kinds of other aids to, to support them and to um, level the playing field. But it's still very rare you see someone using a communication device. So that really needs to change. And I think a lot of that is about awareness. Yeah. Then more broadly than that, you know, this that's in, you know, I live in the UK. Here, it's very rare that I see someone using a communication device. Mm-hmm. When you think about that as a global issue, it's a huge challenge. I mean, there are so many people in the world today that have no way to communicate with those around them. Yeah. And they're essentially trapped inside their bodies. And so we really need to work out, A, how to make people understand this technology and B, how to scale it. And, and the, a big part of that, in turn, is that, you know, I mentioned at the start, everyone has a unique configuration they need. Yeah. So that's part of the challenge. We, we talk a lot about the fact that it's one size fits one. Every single person we see uh, has a different set of requirements. And it's our job as a smart box to configure our technology to suit that individual need. So then to try and scale that to different corners of the world is a big challenge, but that is absolutely what we're going to attempt to do. Amazing. That's awesome. So do you have any advice for those looking to build tools to augment or to support those with disabilities? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing I would say is just collaborate as much as possible. Yeah. It's, there is no single magic solution that I believe is going to suit everybody. So it's all about collaboration and it's all about combining different technologies to, to create the right uh, mix for that particular individual. Um, so, so we have a very open platform, for example, yeah. our software platform. And 
although we've just developed and released this new eye tracker, um, Lumini, we support all the eye trackers available in the assistive technology space in our platform. Because it might be that one of the other eye trackers out there is the best fit for a particular individual. So we want to enable as many people as possible to find a great solution. Um, and so collaboration is, is absolutely the key to that. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So last question, do you have any asks or any call to actions uh, for our listeners? I think the big thing for me is coming on to uh, a podcast like this and talking about what we do to people who maybe aren't involved in our, our world mm-hmm. is just to just spend a few minutes educating yourself. Go on our website. There's some videos there that just explain the basics of what a communication aid is, yeah. what AAC is. So our, our field is, is called AAC which stands for augmentative and alternative communication, a phrase I hate using because I think it's uh, <laughs> it's it's not obvious. But go and have a look at it. And then it may well be that you think to yourself, oh, I wonder if that person I know could benefit from this. Yeah. And just hook people up and help spread the word because right now that's the biggest challenge we face. Yeah, absolutely. Education is huge. Um, yeah. Great. So yeah, that's that's all I have for you, Dougal. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And thanks again so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. The Smartbox company is doing some amazing work delivering AAC, Assistive Communication Solutions, alongside training, support, and repairs. And we are pleased to see that they are celebrating their 15th anniversary this year. So congrats to Dougal and his team. Before we wrap, though, I did want to share a quote from the joint press release, and you can see the show notes for the link, about their Lumini product launch from Salmaz Shamir, Vice President and Head of Research Instruments at SmartEye. We are excited to be stepping into a market that is new to us, but at the same time resonates so well with SmartEye's core mission. Our goal has always been to bridge the gap between human and machine, and this partnership is an important step on the way. Through Lumini, our technology is giving people with disabilities a tool to communicate without barriers. End quote. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Human-Centric AI podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes. We are also on social media, so please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Effectiva or at SmartEye to share any feedback you have on the show and weigh in on the discussion using hashtag HumanAIPodcast. Don't forget to rate us and comment with your feedback to help make the podcast more discoverable for others. Until next time, thanks for listening.